I would like to read some verses with you this evening. They're found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And I want to take time to read the first 11 verses. They're well-known verses. If you have a Bible, you can follow. And if not, just listen. It's Paul. And he was uh, reminding the believers in Corinth about how he had came to them. So 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles, and last of all he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, and am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I laboured more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so ye believed." And we trust God's blessing on the reading of his precious word. As I say, Paul reminded them of the message that he had. I was just thinking, it's always hard, you know, in a gospel meeting. Sometimes things come before you quite a while before a gospel meeting. Sometimes later, just knowing exactly what to speak. On Thursday past, I had been doing quite a bit of work, and we decided, Sandra and myself, to go to the north coast and to go for quite a walk. We parked at a place called Dunseverick Castle, and we headed out onto the the coastline. Uh, and any who know there, you're walking on quite high ground, and we're looking over the sea, and it was a beautiful day. And you know, just as we walked along, we began talking about preachers and about preachers talk about and about how some seem to be more able than others and some we really like and we were talking along these things and it just came to me like this and I said to Sandra I said you know it doesn't really matter so much about the messenger the messenger's not really the important thing it's the message that is important I would like each to be able to remember that in the gospel meeting this evening It's not the messenger that is important. It's the message. Do you know, Paul, as he thought about these things, you know, as he took his pen and wrote 1 Corinthians, in chapter 2, he was able to write, you know, when he came to the Corinthians, he said that he came before them in fear and trembling. He didn't come with his chest out and tell them, I'm here to preach the gospel, and you better all listen. You know, he came before them in fear and trembling. Yes, he knew he had a great message. Paul wasn't depending on him being the messenger. 
The important thing to Paul was, and the important thing in the gospel meeting this evening, as in every gospel meeting, the important thing is the message. Do you know it would be a great thing if there was one, and I should, maybe I haven't mentioned it, but thank you all for coming. Great to see everyone at the meeting tonight in the hall and any who are listening in the car park outside. We're so glad for all who listen. But you know, the important thing, as I say, is this. The message that is told. Paul had a message. He spoke about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He brought before the people the message that God had given him. It was a message that he preached to all people as he went about. And you know, in a little way, we've been thinking about that Sunday school over several months. About Paul, the Apostle Paul, how he got saved. God raised him up and used him. Yes, he was a messenger, but the important thing to Paul was the message that he took to others. Do you know, just before we think about the message that Paul preached, the gospel that Paul preached, I want to think, and I had thought yesterday, Friday night and yesterday as I was considering these things, you know, there's two significant messengers I thought about in the Old Testament. One was Moses. He was quite a messenger. But you know, there was one day Moses got a message that was a very serious and weighty message. We want to think about that. We find it in Exodus chapter 19 and 20 and in Exodus chapter 31 and 32. A message that Moses had to deliver. And then we want to think too about another man who was a messenger. He had a message as well. He was a disobedient messenger. His name was Jonah. And although God had chosen him to be a messenger and given him a message. Jonah went the other way. And we want to think just a little moment about two messengers and the the message that each of them had before we come to hear 1 Corinthians chapter 15. You know, it was a wonderful day as Moses led the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Maybe almost two million people. And Moses led them, started to lead them through the wilderness. But you know, God just didn't bring that that nation of people out of the land of Israel to just wander along. No, God was going to teach them. They were going to be his people. He took them as a, a sample of humanity, as it were. And he was going to teach them that they might teach the nations around them. And you know, the children of Israel, a day came in their journey, maybe not very long into the journey, Exodus chapter 19, they drew near to a place called Sinai. And you know, the children of Israel, if they maybe didn't think life was so serious before this, I tell you, there was no smiles in Exodus 19 and 20. It wasn't a fun day. And it's not that I want to be heavy in the gospel, but let, let me remind each under the sound of my voice this evening, you know, life is serious. There's a God in heaven who is holy. and One day, each of us will meet him. You know, the children of Israel in Exodus chapter 19, as they gathered together at the foot of Sinai, God spoke to Moses and told him, Moses, I want you to come up into the mountain. Moses went up into the mountain. God spoke with him and told him, Moses, I want you to go down the mountain. I want you to tell the children of Israel to get themselves ready. And on the third day, I'm going to speak to them. Make sure none of them come near the mountain. Moses came down the mountain and he spoke to the people. And on the third day, 
It was a day of, yes, a wonderful day of glory, but not of glory in that people were happy as it were. The people trembled. That nation, every one of them, they heard the voice of God, and God there gave a message. God gave them the law, the Ten Commandments. The people had said, before they heard God speaking, the people had said, all that God says, we will do. You know, they spoke out of turn. We're maybe all do that at times. They spoke when they should have been listening. Because, you know, when God gave them the Ten Commandments, there wasn't one of those commandments hardly that they could keep or did keep. Later on, after God had spoken with them, the people had trembled. They heard God's voice and they said to Moses, don't let God speak to us anymore. You go up and speak with God and then come and tell us. Later on, Moses did go up into the mountain. God gave him two tablets of stone written with the finger of God. The Ten Commandments wrote on two tablets of stone on the front and on the back. Do you know that day when Moses was bringing them down the mountain, it was a message from God. It was a message that was important. But you know, although the people had said all that God has says we will do, you know, before they actually received the, the law, the written law, before they got that message, it had been broken. And as Moses had looked down and seen what had happened in the camp of Israel, you know, we threw the tables of stone down and they were broken. The law was broken. The law was broken in two ways. The children of Israel broke it, what God had said. And when Moses threw down the tablets, they were broken too. When we think of the message of the gospel, yes, it's a message of good news. But dear friend, let me remind you of this. Sin is serious. And the law has been broken by every one of us. And every one of us is born on the wrong road with our backs toward God. And we often hear with our faces toward destruction. It's true, dear friend. Yes, somebody might say, we've heard it a long time before. Dear friend, it's true. Sin is serious. And God is holy. And you know, the children of Israel, they had many lessons to learn. There was many of them that never reached the promised land. We think then too of the message that Jonah had. Jonah was sent to a city, a city of Nineveh. You know, that city was a Gentile city, a heathen city. The people had been steeped in sin. And Jonah was was sent with a message. You know, Jonah was a disobedient messenger. He got into a boat, went down to Tarsus, got a boat going to Joppa, and he went the other way. But you know, God had dealings with Jonah. And he was eventually brought back. We know the story so well. And eventually, Jonah was given the message again. Jonah, go to Nineveh and tell them my message. It wasn't a long message. It was easy to be understood. And as Jonah entered into Nineveh, his message was this. Forty-eight days and Nineveh is going to be destroyed. The God of heaven has looked down upon that city. It's going to be destroyed in 40 days. You know, the children of that city, the people of that city, the Bible tells us that they believed God. They repented of their sin. They covered themselves in sackcloth and ashes. It showed what was going on in their heart, that they had a recognition, yes, sin is serious. And in God's sight, 
We deserve judgment. And yet when they did turn from their sin, you know, God repented of the evil that he said he would do, and God forgave them. You know, Jonah as a messenger, it seems strange to us, but Jonah as a messenger with a message, when the people obeyed the message, Jonah was so disappointed. He had seen them as being wicked people, and he wanted God's judgment to fall upon them. And you know, when God repented of the evil that he said he would do, Jonah was cross, and he just wished he would die. So two men, two messages, lessons that we can learn. The holiness of God, and yet the love and grace and mercy of God. But let's come to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Paul, as he recounts how he had entered into Corinth. You know, we had came very weakly. He had come into that large city of Corinth. It was a city that was marked by sin, immorality, by the heathen. And yet, God came to Paul one night in that city of Corinth, told him to preach. Paul had a message for that city. And you know, as he preached, he recounts here and tells us in chapter 15 about how he had brought the gospel unto them. The Lord Jesus had previously had spoken to the apostles just before on resurrection ground, just before he ascended back to heaven. The Lord Jesus had told the disciples that were with him at that time, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior of sinners. But Paul here, he wasn't saved afterwards. In Acts chapter 8 and 9, we have the start of the story of Saul of Tarsus, later to become Paul. God raised him up to become a preacher of the gospel. And as he came to Corinth, came into that city, God spoke to him. Paul started to preach. Do you know the message that he brought was this? Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. I just wonder, think about Paul moving around in that city. Lots and lots of people. Did he sit down somewhere and people gather around him? Did he stand and preach in the open air? Maybe both. I would say both. But you know, he again would have told them the seriousness of sin. That God is holy. That sin is serious. As a wee boy in Antrim Gospel Hall, I used to sit on this side of the hall here, and I used to wonder in Antrim, was there something wrong with the people in Antrim? When the preachers came along, nearly every one of them, they made a big issue of sin, and I wondered, why do they all preach about sin? I've discovered. Do you know why? Because sin is a big, a big issue. Sin is serious, and sin will keep us out of heaven unless our sins are forgiven. Paul told them about their sin. But you know, he told them that God had sent a remedy in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. It wasn't easy for Saul, for Paul then, to preach the gospel. Many were against him. He had suffered many things. He had started off and he had been at Philippi and he had been put in prison there. He had been at Thessalonica and Berea, at Athens, and then he came. There was many difficulties along the way. But you know, he wasn't ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He could say, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. And Paul preached the gospel. Christ 
died for our sins. You know, the gospel is that good news. Yes, we have to, we have to emphasize that sin is serious. But we also want to emphasize that God has provided a remedy in the person of the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ, he was one that lived in heaven before time ever began. I cannot understand it all. But he came from heaven, from the glory and splendor of heaven, one who was eternal, and he became flesh. God manifest in flesh. He grew up and lived as a man amongst men, as a perfect man. Just to think of the Lord Jesus Christ walking upon the scene of time, one without sin. He was God's spotless son, but the purpose of his coming was he was a messenger, and he had a message, and his message was God is love. He went to the cross at Calvary, and there he suffered. The Bible tells us, Peter preached, For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. Being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. The Lord Jesus at Calvary. On Calvary's cross, he was rejected by the people around him. Pilate had listened to the people. He let the people answer. Pilate said, what shall I do with Jesus, which is called Christ? And he let the people answer. And he he done what the people said. I wonder, is there some in the meeting like that? You think to yourself, what will I do with the gospel? What will I do with the person of the Lord Jesus? Don't let anybody else answer it for you. You answer it for yourself. You make sure you trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your saviour. Paul preached, Christ died for our sins. The cross at Calvary is central to the gospel. You see, without the Lord Jesus Christ and without the work that was accomplished on the cross at Calvary, there would be no hope, there would be no salvation. Without the Lord Jesus, without his precious blood that was shed, each of us would perish eternally. But you know, there is a remedy. God has provided a remedy in the Lord Jesus and he gave his life. He died. He was buried. But on the third day, God raised him from the dead. It's something very important. It's a very important aspect of the gospel that the Lord Jesus rose again. It just reminds us. His death reminds us that he truly died. He was buried to prove the reality of his death. But you know, he was raised again to prove the reality of God's satisfaction with what was accomplished at Calvary. Our time is gone. Finally, just as we close the meeting, you know, each of us, I think all here know me, and it's easy to come along on a Sunday evening, easy for me to come along on a Sunday evening and sit in the seat and listen to the gospel. You know, There's none of us here to stay. One day, each of us will step out from this shore to eternity. And what matters is this, dear friend. Are you ready to meet God? What has your response been to the message of the gospel? What has your response been to the person of the Lord Jesus and to his call in the gospel to turn from your sin and to trust him? I trust that if there's any in the meeting this evening and you're unsaved as yet, that you'll think seriously about these things. 
You know, they're too serious just to let them slip past. Yes, we all want to enjoy our life. But dear friend, there's something more to life. There's eternity. Let us all take heed then. Take heed to the message. The message concerning the Lord Jesus. And God's remedy for sin that was accomplished at Calvary. I trust that God will bless his word to all in the hall and any outside who have listened. And if you're not saved, that you'll not leave it too late, but that you'll seek the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. Shall we pray? Our gracious Father, we thank thee for the message of the gospel. It's a message of thy love and grace a message about thy dear Son. And we pray, Father, that thou would bless what has been said. And for any that are unsaved tonight at the meeting, that they might be able to appreciate something of their need. And our Father, that they might be able to appreciate what thou hast done to meet that need, that thou dost love them and desire us to be their Saviour. We pray for thy blessing upon the gospel. We think of the town of Ballyclare again and so many people. And we pray that... Though there's not so many have come, that thou would have mercy upon this town and that the gospel would be blessed. We think again just of the Mackey family in their sorrow and need at this time. We commend them tenderly to thee and ask now that as we shortly go our different ways, that we would go with thy blessing. We thank thee for the wonder of thy love and grace to us. We pray all in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen.